Welcome to the Rated Rabbi Sports Card Podcast, podcasting at the intersection of sport cards, popular culture, and the 1984 All-Star Game. My name is Rabbi David Spinrad, but I am here and I'm doing this podcast because I think Dave needs a little bit more time, a little bit more opportunity just to let what's left of my hair down, be myself, and enjoy sports cards. That's really my why for doing this uh, podcast. My why is I love cards. They give me great joy. I love talking about them. I love collecting them. I love sharing them with others. Uh, and I wanted to use this space to do a little bit of all of that. A little bit about me, my origin story. I'm originally from the Bay Area, San Francisco, and grew up in Marin. I am Niners, Giants, and Warriors loyal from cradle to grave. Those are my teams wherever I've been, and we've moved around some, some a few times we've moved around. Uh, and I try to pick up a second team, but really it's Giants, Niners, and Warriors. When I was a kid, I collected cards starting in 1978, and really pretty much straight through from 78 to 89. I was introduced to cards by my all-time bestest buddy, card buddy to the max, Adam Klusky, who moved out from Long Island in 70, I guess he must have moved out in 78, because I don't remember not knowing him, and I know he didn't collect cards without him. He and his brothers, Ira, his twin, and his their oldest brother, Lee, were big sports fans. They introduced me to sports and cards. Uh, and I still remember riding our bikes down to Arthur's Toy Town in Nevada to buy rack packs and do that thing where you flip through and look for giants and other superstars on, on the top. Uh, great memories. Um, I collected, like I said, from 78 to 89 and then really got out of it for most of the next 30 years. And I, I held on to my cards. They didn't have a lot of, of tremendous value. But I kept them. I kept them in binders and I kept them in boxes and I kept them in bins and I had a stack I kept in the safe um, and pursued a long and circuitous route to the rabbinate. I did many things before that. I was a bartender in New York City and then for over a decade actually had a, a personal training business in San Francisco. And if you ask me, there is an A to B to C from bartending to personal training to being a rabbi. Uh, Mid-pandemic, like so many people, I rediscovered cards. I rediscovered them because I really came to, uh, came to a point in my life where I wasn't doing anything for myself. Uh, being a rabbi is an incredible, incredible honor, and it's a, it's a lot of responsibility. It's a lot of serving other people. So trying to be a good husband, and a good father, uh, and the very best rabbi I could be, I realized I'd been neglecting myself. It wasn't so much a matter of self-care. I exercised, and I got the sleep I could, and I tried to eat all right, but there was no space for me. There was nothing that wasn't either work or family, or family or work, and um, I don't know. It was January of 2021, and I'd been hearing about cards gaining in popularity. There had been a big 86 Fleer Jordan sale. I knew I had those 86 Fleers that were pack-pulled when I was a kid. Didn't have the Jordan, but I knew in card boxes I had a lot of the other guys, and I went down and checked them out. Uh, and I remember I called Adam, who had collected all the way through, and just reconnected to him again, and 
said, yeah, what do you got? And my idea originally was I was going to sell what I had and buy us a new refrigerator. And now two and a half years later, I've definitely not bought us a new refrigerator. We found the money for the fridge elsewhere. Uh, but I have bought a lot of wonderful cards, uh, sold some, bought some, and really just had a tremendous, tremendous time. And part of that time has been discovering the great, the great community, both on podcasts and in YouTube, both vintage, modern, ultra modern. Uh, a lot of people out there with similar stories, a lot of people who love cards and like to talk about cards. And I listen to so many podcasts and so many YouTube, uh, YouTube channels when I'm walking the dog. And um, I just have learned so, so much from these incredible, amazing collectors who've been collecting uh, for far longer than I am and with much greater sophistication. But, but one of my favorite parts of being a a collector is being a student, the acquisition of knowledge, uh, learning about sets, learning about condition, uh, learning just everything I can about the hobby and taking what I learn and, and putting it into, into my collection. I learned pretty early on that I needed to build a collection that reflects me. I wasn't collecting before the boom. I wasn't buying cards. I wasn't buying mantles or Babe Ruth back in the 1999 to 2000 and I don't know, 15, 2018. There were just, I won't ever have one of those collections. And that's a blessing because I don't covet it. What I do now is I create a collection for me and I have some beautiful cards, some cards that give me incredible joy. But more importantly, what I've, I've been learning to do is build the collection that makes me happy. Build the collection that's amazing. And there are a lot of ways to create an amazing collection, especially when you, when you specialize. So I said at the start of the show that this is podcasting at the intersection of sports cards, popular culture, and the 1984 All-Star Game. One of the highlights of my sports life and of my adolescence is going to that 1984 All-Star Game played on July 10th, 1984 at Candlestick Park. My dad took me, he took my brother, um, and last February, February of 22, I started to build a self-created 80-card PSA-graded master set of the 1984 All-Star Game. So that that 80 card set has the 60 players on the total total 60 players on the NL and AL rosters. It has the five announcers. It has the managers and the coaches. It has the players who threw out the first pitches. It has the honorary captains and it has Joe DiMaggio, who the cameras caught uh, taken in the game as a, as a fan, although only Joe DiMaggio goes to a ball game as a fan, wearing like a sport coat and a sweater. It's Joe DiMaggio, you know. So it's an 80 card master set that I can't wait to show you some of the cards. I can't wait to show you some of the other 
non-sports cards that intersect. For example, I have this really amazing slurpy disc of Huey Lewis and the News and Huey. Uh, they sang the national anthem in the 84 All-Star Game. So each episode, I hope to just slice at 1984 and slice at baseball and slice at that game and, and show some cards uh, and um, hopefully tell some stories. If, if you were, uh, if you remember that game, oh my gosh, if you were at that game, uh, drop a comment if you have any memories of those players from the 1980s. Did you know that game had 19 future Hall of Famers? 19, not even counting coaches, not even counting Jim Palmer, who was an announcer. So I want to show a card. It would be kind of silly to do all this and then not show you a card. I'm going to show you a card and I'm going to show you something else that to me is, is super duper cool. So I'm going to go to this camera now. And there it is. The backdrop for people who are on the podcast audio only. I'm showing a ticket stub and I'm showing a score, 1990 score card of candlestick. And behind both of them, uh, the backdrop is a picture taken by my old buddy, Kenny V. Ken Viali, an amazing photographer, lives in Northern California. It is a photograph of the very last game played at Candlestick Park. September 1999, Giants versus the Dodgers. And Kenny V took that shot from all the way up at the top of the stadium behind home plate, packed house. Uh, and I am way out there, upper deck in left field. I was there with my family. We all went together. Big, big Giants family. So what we're looking at here, we have my ticket stub. And this is my actual ticket stub. There it is, 1984 All-Star Game. NL3, AL1, the MVP was Gary Carter. Hit a nice home run and also made a great play at the plate. Game, of course, played at Candlestick. And there's my ticket. Section 55, row 21, seat 10, which is not quite, not quite straightaway center field, but just a little bit to, to my right, or if you're out there, to the left of the second base bag, way out there in row 21. is <laughs> pretty high up, but man, I was in the stadium. I was 13 years old, and I was in heaven for one day. I got to live at the center of the baseball universe, and I don't know if you remember being 13 years old. I do. Not the easiest time. I was a little chubby little Jewish kid in Marin. But uh, I was a decent athlete, never great, but okay. I had a big heart, loved the baseball, loved baseball, loved playing football. Basketball was always third, not a huge hoop family. I think partly because the Warriors were always trash growing up, right? I mean, who do we have? Well, we had a couple runs. I remember once when, uh, when Sleepy Floyd scored 50 against the Lakers. I think the Warriors snuck in as an eight seed. That was probably the highlight of the decade for the Warriors. But they had, who they had? They had Sleepy Floyd. They had uh, Never, no, 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 Purvis Short. Later on, they'd have Never Nervous Purvis Ellison. But Purvis Short was on that team. J.B. Carroll. God, they were, they were just bad. So we were more baseball, more football. And, of course, in the 80s, it was, it was Niners. Giants had a little run in 87 and 89. But... Uh, 84 was not a great year for the Giants. They went 66 and 96, but still spent a lot of time out of candlestick. Man, some great, great memories. So check out the ticket stub.
I love that 84 All-Star Game logo, right? What was the price of that ticket? $24.50 plus a tax of 50 cents. 25, 25 bucks sit at, to be at the All-Star Game. Uh, the logo is that cool circle, that 80s Giants logo splashed across the top. 1984 Banner All-Star Game. I love the detail at the bottom of the logo. You see that little uh, little cable car? with the MLB logo. I just always, always love that. American League versus National League. Facsimile signature of Bowie Kuhn on the bottom. We have a, uh, a segment on Bowie and Peter Uberoth coming up in a later episode. Bowie was stepping down. And of course, 1984 was the 84 Summer Games and Uberoth was the uh, the commissioner, whatever they call it, of the, the Summer Games of the Olympics. And then he would take over as MLB's commissioner after Bowie stepped down that summer. The other item we're looking at today is a, is a baseball card of Candlestick Park. The picture is, of course, from 1990 score. It says, Lights Out Candlestick. If you look close, this is 5.04 p.m., October 17th, 1989, which is the earthquake. Yeah, that World Series, Giants against the A's. Man, that was trippy. I was a sophomore up at UC Davis and definitely felt the earthquake. Uh, and then the TV went out, electricity went out, the game went off. Had no idea. I called right away and I called my dad. And I said, "What's what's going on? Why's the game?" He's like, "Oh man, it was a huge earthquake." And and the rest is history. We'll do a dive into that maybe another time. But this is not about the '89 World Series. This is about the '84 All Star Game. So what I want to do is, like I, I said a little bit earlier, is I want to, each episode, share cards that intersect with, with the ABC broadcast. So we're going to talk about players. We're going to talk about players who were in the game, players who were talked about by the announcers. Anytime there was a good story that's worth sharing from the broadcast, for example, Carl Hubble throughout one of the first pitches and Howard Cosell was uh, was one of the announcers and he talks about a, a showdown that Hubble had with a pitcher for the St. Louis Cardinals named uh, Tex Carlton. A common, although he was on the 34 Gas House Gang. So in one episode, we'll break out that Tex Carlton, we'll learn about him, we'll talk about that showdown with Hubble. So players, players who intersected, and pop culture, and 84 is a huge year for pop culture. Incredible year in movies, in music. Um, there is so much in technology. 84 is the year that the, uh, the Macintosh, the Apple Macintosh is introduced. So we're gonna have some fun. So, so here's my invitation to you. Number one, if this seems like something you wanna, wanna come along for the ride with me, I would love to have you join me. So, so like, subscribe, leave me a comment. I promise I will write you back. And then if you would, if this seems like something that might be a worthwhile thing to, to be a part of, tell, just tell one friend, tell one friend about it. Uh, and maybe they'll check it out and we'll take it from there until then. Keep collecting. Yeah. Keep collecting, keep collecting and building your collection. And most of all, may you be blessed with health and with long life. Thanks for tuning in.